Honey, this is Neptunia, and you're listening to the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. Don't forget to not use the ocean for your garbage dump, because if you do, I won't get mad. I'll get furious! Member of Team Justice Duck signing out. By the way, I'm not a duck. Welcome to the St. Canara Files, the Darkwing Duck Podcast. I'm your host, Will Santana. Unfortunately, my other host couldn't make it today, Mike Russo, but I got someone with a little more juice than him today. I got the legendary voice actor. You know what? Voice acting is kind of a disrespect to her because she's also a singer. She's an actress. She does voiceover for video games. And I also found out she plays musical instruments. And I'm talking about the legend, Susan Silo. Welcome, Susan. Well, thank you. <laughs> I was trying for a dramatic entrance. You know what I mean? I'm not a duck. Hi. <laughs> Hi. It's lovely to be with you, Will. It really, really is. Thank you for taking an interest. Oh, thank you, Susan. Uh, you know, as a Darkwing Duck fan, we, we had to get you on here. You know, we've had Michael Bell on here. We've had Cherry McGovern, Katie Lee uh, for voice actresses, but we've also had some of the animators and some of the writers on here. And... You know, you're part of Team Justice Duck, so you're legendary to Darkwing Duck fans because of three major episodes, especially the two against the Fearsome Five. Oh, marvelous, marvelous. <laughs> what an outstanding cast. But before we uh, get into Darkwing, which I know my listeners, that that's what they want to hear, before we get into Darkwing, can you tell us a little bit about your, about your background? Because, man, your background is just ridiculous, like from Jerry Lewis, and I heard even you Judy Garland's uh, dressing room and stuff. Can you give us some about your childhood and upcoming? I would love to. Um, I was born in New York, and uh, as I like to say, I was born in a trunk. Uh, my parents were in the business. My father, a very wonderful, talented Broadway and television movie uh, actor, character actor, John Silo. Uh, and my mother was an actress until uh, I kind of took off and uh, was doing my thing. Um, let's see. I started at four. Uh, I started at four years of age, and I was on stage with my parents uh, doing vaudeville acts uh, when that was uh, kind of a marvelous thing happening in the Catskills, the Borscht Belt, as they called it. And I then um, became a single at eight years of age, which means I had my own act and sang. I was uh, what they call a canary, a singer. And then uh, what you're talking about, Judy Garland's dressing room, at 12, I Mm -hmm. headlined at the Palace Theater in New York uh, and had Judy Garland's dressing room. Uh, I then uh, went on to become a rock and roller, 
with the hit song Dear Diary, which you can look up. Anybody can look up and hear it. Um, and Don't Ever Cheat was the flip side, and it was a huge hit. And did Dick Clark's bandstand, and there I was, 13 years of age. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and as a rock and roller, um, I did a lot of uh, record hops, the um, uh, Dick Clark's bandstand, and uh, going on and on and on all over the country. Came back to New York and went on to the Sammy K show on television. You'll swing and sway with Sammy K on ABC. <laughs> So I did that, uh, basically, again, as a singer. And then I was in the original West Side Story. Oh, wow. Yes, sir. Uh, So I sang, I danced, I did all of that. At the same time, studying, uh, which I did from 6 to 16 at the Musicians Guild as a concert pianist. So there I was, you know, just doing nothing in my spare time. So then... um, I moved on to uh, L.A. My father moved because of uh, the acting uh, business in television was moving to uh, California. And so there I was in California and started my career in all, every episodic television show you've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I'm going to cut to the chase, but, you know, aside from Batman, Love Boat, la, la, la. Um, you know, it was like uh, just an amazing career that I've had on camera. And now, then, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, how, how did you even get into Batman? Because weren't you Mousy, Riddler's girlfriend on there? Uh, yes, I was the Riddler. I was, yes, Frank Gorshin's girlfriend, uh, the Mousy, uh, Mousy on the Riddler. And uh, it was an amazing time. We had no idea how fantastic it would be and live forever. I still go to Batventions. Everyone knows who I am. And, of course, now with the voiceover work that I've been doing, they don't know which autograph to get. Is it Mousy or something from one of my animation (laughs) shows or movies? It's It's been a stellar career. Oh, yeah. I mean, the thing is with that Batman... That show is like came out when my father was just a child, and you know oh. it's just it's just crazy that like I was still watching that in the late '80s and mid '90s. I was still watching that Batman yeah. show. It's, that thing's gone Thank on for you. decades. Bless you, bless you. Yes, decades. But of course, you know I'm still the same age. You know. I <laughs> oh man! So you started voice acting. Uh, when did you get into Hanna Barbera? That seems like to be the start off for a lot of the voice actors we've interviewed so far. It was. Like, mm-hmm. Yes, it was. Uh, I, let's see, I think the first show that I did was uh, either The Smurfs or Hey, It's the King. With uh, Hey, It's the King was with a wonderful voice um, director, Ginny McSwain, who did Darkwing Duck. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's brilliant. She's brilliant, and she brings out the best in all of the wonderful actors that uh, work for her. Um, she's incredible, and so we met at Hanna Barbera, and she was uh, still vo- she was still acting. And then, under Gordon Hunt, uh, Helen Hunt's father, who was a wonderful director, animation director, and other other things too. He took uh, Ginny under his wing, and she became a fabulous director. And I did many shows, starting 
with uh, the Smurfs, etc. I hate the king. I did a lot of work at Hanna Barbera, and it was delightful. I used to love the Smurfs uh, when I was a kid growing up in the '80s. But I've spoken to a few of the animators at some of the conventions, and it seems like the Hanna Barbera animators they, they seem to hate the Smurfs. They said it was a lot of work for them. And, well, you know, maybe it was, but the the work that they did was beautiful artwork. Oh yeah, they, I remember I was uh, interviewing. Yeah, I remember I was interviewing Tom Cook, and he had mentioned a scene in the Smurfs, and he said it was just so frustrating because it was uh, they were playing tug of war. So he said he had six Smurfs on one side, six Smurfs on the other side, and he said to move those Smurfs back and forth. He said it was so much work. They did. They were incredible. The people do not realize mm-hmm. uh, what the work behind the scenes is, as most things are. You know, for animation, for mm-hmm. um, for uh, for on camera, you know, we don't we don't give the crew an, uh, a lot of credit for what they do. They make us look good. <laughs> tell you they make us look good we animate you know first up first we um, do the recording of the voice and then the animation follows and they go oh my god they're doing that we have to animate that <laughs> oh man now you, uh before we get into darkwing uh I, I still got a name drop a few shows because i feel like this interview is not going to do you justice it's kind of disrespectful not even because your resume is just outstanding, you know, it's just beyond what I could even imagine when I was looking you up. Uh, but I wanted to mention Curious George, um, Adventures in Odyssey, which you also worked with another fellow Darkwing Duck member, Katie Lee, on that. Katie Lee, she's adorable. She is such a, and a beautiful soul. What a wonderful talent Katie is. Uh, <laughs> we've been friends for a million years. Worked on, so we worked on uh, Adventures in Odyssey. Yes, we did. And uh, lovely people. That's a lovely company to work for. And um, uh, Meg Whitman and I worked together. You know, Meg Whitman, who is now doing fantastically. I was at Meg Whitman's shower before she was born. (laughs) (laughs) And Meg Whitman is uh, doing very, very well. But Katie's a a doll. And, um, yeah, we did a lot of uh, good shows uh, together, yes. Yeah, for any listener that plays video games, especially zombie video games, you might have heard Susan. When I looked you up, Susan, you're all over the the zombie video games. <laughs> oh well, the point is that I'm probably one of your best zombies you've ever met. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Frighten <laughs> you a little bit. By the oh, way, yeah. I did uh, a movie called The Right. Uh, with, mm-hmm. uh, well, with Anthony Hopkins. I mean, Anthony Hopkins obviously was the star on camera, not me. But I was the voice of the um, woman who was possessed, and it's a very scary movie. My agent wouldn't even go see it because she says it's too scary. I'm not going <laughs> to you doing that. And, and and people said, the director, whom I adored, said, I can't believe what comes out of your body. I really, I really cannot. It's just incredibly weird. Um, I love doing that. I love doing those dark, crazy things. Yeah. <laughs> now, and don't forget Biker Mice from Mars. I was, oh, yeah. Doc, I was Dr. Carbuncle on that one. Mm-hmm. And um, Tommy T, the, the uh, producer, said, and creator, said, you know, I can't believe it, she's a woman, but she has this 
sky singer. And it's the voice I heard in my head when I created this. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Susan, let's go ahead and get into the terror that flats in the night. Let's go ahead and get into some Darkwing Duck now. Okay. All right. Oh, but so, wait a minute. Before, let's, let's uh, just let's support Curious George because we're trying to shoot the next season again. And I play Nettie Paschetti, Chef Paschetti's wife, Jim Cummings. Jim Cummings is Chef Paschetti. And keep your fingers crossed, guys, that we can you know, up it and, and start again to give you some more beautiful episodes of Curious George. Okay, I got my commercial list. Go ahead. <laughs> well, you know you'll get the support of the Darkly fans because you're Neptunia and then you said Jim Cummings. That's automatic. You're going to get their support. Oh, yeah. Come on. <laughs> He's my husband. He's my husband. <laughs> okay, well, um, Susan, you were only in three episodes of Darkly, but... Except that I was there... Don't forget that I was there on, on camera, but I wasn't, you didn't hear my voice. Oh, okay. Your, your voice is on three episodes that the fans are aware of. And, uh-huh. But even though you're only on three episodes, all three are iconic, especially the two with the Justice Ducks, where you become one of the team members. But before we get into the <laughs> Justice Ducks, <laughs> before we get into the Justice Ducks, let's get into your, your origin episode, which is called Something Fishy. And on that episode, you come off as presented to the audience as a bad guy until I like halfway through the episode where Launchpad, uh, voiced by Terry McGovern, uh, he's kind of starting to see both sides of the character. Uh, did you know, like, all this was happening when you were uh, auditioning or hired for Netunia that you were going to kind of come off as a bad guy at first? Oh, no. No, no, no. We don't know anything like that. We go mm-hmm. in... And we get, you know, for auditions, we get a a script of what they think they want uh, with maybe sometimes a drawing of a character. And we just take off with that, but the story comes later. Oh, okay. I never know the story. And then I find out, oh, my gosh, I'm a a bad girl. But then, oh, maybe I'm a good girl. Oh, Mm -hmm. maybe I'm a bad girl which for an actor is fabulous. Yeah. It gives us a chance to play. We go, oh, I didn't know that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of, I'm sorry to say this because I was on soap operas too. I was on The Young and the Restless, and it's like, I never knew what was going to happen to my character until the next day. <laughs> Man, it's amazing that you mentioned Jim Cummings and what we're curious, George, because on Darkwing, it seems like you guys can't stand each other. The, 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 it seems so real, the, the, the hatred you guys have for each other on, on, the, on the cartoon series, you know? Oh, well, I, I can't tell you this. I really can't tell you this. But we were having an affair. Morgana was... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, oh, yeah, no, we it, do. We, we're, we're great. You know, the, to work with somebody like Jim Cummings, and in mm-hmm. those days we could work off of each other, we don't do mm-hmm. that so much anymore. Now, of course, I don't know what we're going to do, but we we used to be in a group working together, and we would play off of each other. Ensemble. Yes. Okay, oh, yes. It's a lovely word. <laughs> what a lovely <laughs> word that's going to be history. <laughs> well, you know, the halfway through that episode, though, you know, the fans start to see your perspective, you know, where you're getting punished in the ocean, and Darkwing's yeah. not looking at your perspective, and you're not looking at his perspective. So it takes Launchpad to bring you two together. 
But, you know, and then it finally, both, you know, the audience sees you guys as the good guys, both of y'all, you know, and y'all finally team up together. And then they bring you back finally for that Justice Ducks episode where you're one of the, the five superheroes like the Avengers. Did you ever right. know that was happening? Like you were being part of that team? Never. Never. You never knew that? I'm telling you, they, they keep us in the dark. You can mm-hmm. ask anyone who does uh, a series on camera or off mm-hmm. camera, as we do, that they just surprise us. I think that that's part of an element for an actor that's terrific because mm-hmm. we like the excitement of throw, throw it at me. You know, let, let me see what I'm going to be now. You know, test me. I love <laughs> that. I love the challenge. And we and we step up to the plate, man. We have no idea. We come into the studio, and there's the script. And we go, whoa! Look at what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Now, now, before we started recording, you mentioned Michael Bell, who also uh, plays in Dark League. What was it like working with Michael Bell? Oh, heaven! Just heaven! I mean, there's what a pro. I've known him since I'm like a little girl. This man is, talk about iconic and talk about so many things that he does. He's an animal rightist. He's an everything rightist. He's a dear, dear human being and a magnificent talent and a really terrific friend. Uh, we just sent each other something, as a matter of fact. So um, I, I adore him and I adore his talent. I'm so grateful to be in the voiceover business, the people in the voiceover business are incredible actors. I want people to really understand this. We are not voicing. We're doing mm-hmm. really great acting. Great acting. Oh, wow. Now, now, uh, Susan, what did you have going on with your career? Because you mentioned several things before we started recording. Like, also, like, what, what can the fans anticipate from you? Oh, I hope a lot. I hope a lot. We're a little stymied with this crisis that we're having. Mm-hmm. Uh, where am I going to record? How am I going to record? They want me. Uh, I'm delighted that my career still goes very, very strong, and I am uh, a you know regular character on Curious George, as well as some others. And I'm just wondering where we're going to go with this. Um, what to expect? The best of Susan Silo and the best <laughs> of Neptunia. Uh, the best that I can uh, give the way the uh, industry is going now because of the changes that will happen. But mm-hmm. we're going to still be there for you. We're going to, we're going to still act. I, I will never, I mean, that's it. That's what I do. I act and I give you, I hope a lot of laughs, a lot of joy, you know, and yeah. that's what I'm going to continue to do for the, for the rest of my time here on this earth. Yeah. If, if the world ever gets back rolling to normal, we can get put, past this corona. Um, uh-huh. Will the fans ever have access to you at conventions so they can get autographs, photos with you and stuff? Yeah, I'm considering that. Uh, I just feel that I wouldn't be as unfortunately close as I was to people. Mm-hmm. I feel right now, of course, I'm feeling this way. I don't mm-hmm. know how they're going to cure this problem. However, what I will say is that I will always love my fans virtually. That's no problem. But as far as physically, I would hope that they could come and see me in person for what they remember on camera 
And then to hear my voice and see me perhaps six feet away and go, wow, you're really real. And mm-hmm. you belong to us. I do. I belong to all my fans. Okay. Now, Susan, before we wrap this up, um, I had a fan on Instagram. Uh, her screen name on Instagram is Saturday Morning Girls, and she told me to tell you she loves you, and she's posted you on her page several times with some of your characters uh, on her Instagram page. Oh, yeah. how lovely. And then we have one on Facebook, Felicia McNamara. She also told me to tell you she loves you, and she says hi. Oh, will you please send love back? I do not do Facebook. I'm sorry. I just don't do Facebook. Uh, But please, anyone that contacts you, please Mm -hmm. let them know. I love them back, and thank you so much for their support. And I am going to continue to do my work, honey. I'm (laughs) going to do whatever I can to just, you know, do whatever I can. Now, Susan, uh, I just there... love what I do. I can't stop it. It pours out of me. <laughs> now, Susan, is there any way the fans can reach you? Or you said you don't have Facebook, but do you have any social media, Twitter or Instagram? Because you are actually pretty Not tough. Not yet. I, I may do something now that the life is changing. I'm kind of a private gal, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I I love you, but um, I love all my fans from afar. Cause I, I, and I don't mean to brag, but I do have a lot of fans. And it becomes a little bit overwhelming for me. Mm-hmm. So I I just say, you know what? I do have still my website, and uh, you can email me, and that would be, you know, fine. I usually answer, or I have my assistant answer if I'm overwhelmed, and if they want something, I usually accommodate. But it's um, it's hard to keep up with all of it, and now, of course, we're really challenged. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'll do whatever I can uh, to be in contact. And just tell them, please, follow, you know, follow my career because I will post it on my website, you know, which shows okay. I'm, I'm doing. Okay, and I'll, I'll make sure to post it on our Darkling Duck page, too, for our podcast. You know, we have oh, way over a thousand followers, you know. That's lovely. That's absolutely okay. lovely. And you're you're terrific, Will, I have to say. You're uh, very kind, and uh, your generous friend Mike uh, and his lovely wife Elizabeth. Thank you for all the help tonight to try and get this podcast going because I, I believe in this and I wish the best for you in all your endeavors. Uh, please uh, do stay in touch. All right, guys. So that's Susan Silo, aka Netunia. She's in the building, but she's not a duck. Remember, she's not a <laughs> duck. <laughs> All right, so, I am Susan, not anything... a duck. <laughs> Susan, anything you want to say one last thing before we sign off? I just want to say thank you, Will, for all that you do all of this alive. All of us in the industry appreciate you all because you keep us alive. Oh, thank you, Susan. All right, guys, so that's all for this interview. This is for this podcast, The Slash Quack. And remember, stay dangerous.